0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at (laughs) audiodharma.org. So many kinds of meditation, um, but again, this is a Tharavada practice, or the Insight um, community practice. And it's a a practice that was brought to the West by uh, several different teachers, probably about, I don't know, 30 I'm thinking it was about 30, maybe 40 years ago, probably. Um, and the one way to know, or just sort of some of the ways you would recognize these practices is like mindfulness-based stress reduction. You've heard about that. A lot of the mindfulness-based things are all based in this this tradition, this kind of meditation practice. All right. Um, and... While this is based in the Theravada Buddhist, um, you know, kind of teachings, lineage, you aren't required to be a Buddhist to meditate here or to participate. And you don't have to give up any other religious beliefs or affiliations that you have. It's all welcome. So um, I won't do a lot of talking about Buddha Dharma, um, but might reference a little bit here and there. So for me, um, mindfulness and the this series that I'm teaching, um, you know, in, in the ways to engage with mindfulness is a is really for me mostly about intimacy, and intimacy with our present moment experience, like being able to really come in and center and connect with. All these different aspects of our experience. And so the way that this is taught is sort of in this idea of concentric circles. So our experience is made up of many different things all at once. We're breathing. We have sensations in the body. We're thinking. We're hearing. We're seeing, right? And on top of that, we have a mind full of memories, full of experience that gets layered in and woven into our every moment experience. So, by these concentric circles, we start with the breath sort of at the center, the very center of our kind of body experience. And so this first week, that's what I'll be kind of introducing you to is how to practice mindfulness of breathing or with breathing. And It's not that all these other circles that I'm going to say in a minute don't happen now, tonight, or next week, or all of this time. But we are going to try and invite you to focus in, to choose to highlight your awareness on the experience of breath this week. Kind of like you know when you made a new friend and you go out to lunch and and then you go for a walk and you spend time together and you get to know each other. And it's not that you don't have other friends. But, but this week, the friend that you want to get a little bit closer to is the breathing. Next week, it'll be body. The week after that, it will be emotions. And then the week after that is thinking. And then the week after that is in daily life and kind of a practice called open awareness. So in a way, you can see how each circle it gets a little bit more complicated or a little broader, right? By the time we get to thinking, you'll be glad that you have some experience with breath, body, and emotions, right? Um, So, but don't take the instructions to mean you shouldn't be having the other experiences. You're going to still have a body, you're going to still have emotions, and you're going to still have thoughts. It's like you're in a friend group, and the one you're going to sit next to and listen a little more to is the breathing. That's kind of the idea. Um, and and this, in, this idea for me of intimacy, um, another way maybe you could, another way to say this might be kind of learning how to be with in a direct way, simple way. How to be with our experience. And this turns out to me to be critically important in connection to the benefits of this practice. For me, this practice grows our ability to be present without necessarily being as reactive or getting caught up in our reactivity. So... um, There's, you know, as you know, there's lots of studies on mindfulness. A new one came out, and uh, I just thought I'd reference it here, some of the results. And the study reveals that daily mindfulness meditation can help individuals reduce their tendency to avoid negative information. So it helps us reduce the avoidance, in particular avoidance of negative, and by being with negative emotions or difficult experiences and learning how to be present and non-reactive to them, it allows us to better process uncomfortable emotions and thus enables us to handle negative emotions more objectively. So the study said that um, it could foster better decision-making because we're better able to consider our choices and take in more information. And, um, and it can counteract, a ne- counteract the negativity bias that typically kind of leads us toward um, either over-focusing on the negative or avoiding the negative. So, having said all that, wonder if anyone be willing to say a word or two about why you're you know to me i'm talking about intimacy being with connection what what is it for you why why do you want to be here why do you want to practice yeah nate would you mind picking up the mic and if you have anything to say and if not maybe somebody else will okay yeah nobody it's okay yeah,
1: right here. Hi, I'm Dennis. Um, the reason why I wanted to come here is because I heard meditation is this hearing God listening to God and just to be more at peace with my thoughts mm. and also listen to a uh, uh, suggestions from someone I know. Oh okay. There you go. Okay, just like that?
0: Beautiful. All right.
1: Okay, so do I go back and...
0: I think it was okay. Okay, yeah, thank it you. It was beautiful what you shared. Stillness. I move around a lot, so being still is very restorative to me. Thank you, Martha.
1: Hi, my name is Connie. Um, I meditate, particularly mindfulness meditation, because I found I am really reactive. And
2: I believe mindfulness meditation really helps me gain equanimity and peace. Great. It's to overcome anxiety. hmm Okay.
3: Well, I would say that I'm very interested in reconnecting with experiences that I've had previously and have uh, uh, moved away from and I want to move back into that neighborhood and, and be there again and feel uh, that I have a sense of agency um, and you know I'm not uh, internally going wherever the wind goes uh-huh. uh, so to speak
0: thank you
1: thank you I feel that I'm thinking too much, hmm. that I'm worrying about the future and plans, all this stuff. So it's all these all this thinking and I want to be more fully present to what's happening. And I don't know if it's really avoiding that, that stuff, but it doesn't really help that much until it's time to do the planning, you <laughs> yeah. know, and thinking.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Lyman.
2: Great.
0: So, you know, mindfulness, we can be very formal about it and we can be very um, ordinary about it, I'll say. So right now I'm going to invite us to do something very simple. And um, it's always kind of doable. So this invitation is simply to be with three breaths in a row. Just staying connected to the inhale and just really riding it and and then allowing the exhale. And just continuously staying close. So it's three breaths, right? And choosing to just ride those breaths one after the other. Three in a row. And when you've taken your three-breath journey, just notice how it feels, what has shifted or what it was like to be intimate with the breath in that way. Just taking a moment to note it, to receive it. And next I want to invite you to try another practice that can be useful when we have an active mind to help us settle when we start to sit down or we're in the middle of something. And that would be counting your breaths. And so the um, traditional way of learning this is we breathe in and then with the exhale we count One. And we breathe in. And with the exhale, we count two. And breathe in. And with the exhale, three. And continue until you reach eight. Once you reach eight, you start over with one. If you get distracted and lose count, just start back with one and we'll just let each person practice in this way for a couple of minutes, just counting with the exhale if that if you need more support, you can actually do one with the inhale and one with the exhale and if it's too much loudness in your head, just have it be the tiniest little awareness of the counting, just tiny, soft background. Thinking will happen, and getting distracted will happen. It's okay. So it's normal. The mind thinks. So as gently as you can be with yourself, when you recognize your thinking, know that you already have mindfulness back. You're already back. So resting with that and just going with the one being very forgiving and appreciating the awareness free of thinking How was that? What did you notice? Any questions?
3: So I have a practice that I do most days by myself or maybe with one other person, and I had forgotten uh, pre-COVID I did this with groups, and I'd forgotten just being in a room with other people meditating, what a... What a nice energy and power there is.
0: Thank you, Tim. Jasmine, how was it for you? I know you haven't, you know, done a lot of this. So I want to, if you want to share.
2: I found it easy to get to about four or five. And then my thoughts would get so busy that I would forget. What number I was on, and I'd have to start back at one again and I probably did that a couple times
0: <laughs> that's but that's wonderful I mean you know this is that's pretty great for a beginner <laughs> you know and and um, hopefully uh, hopefully you really can take in this invitation that wow like just that oh wait. I actually realized I got lost in thought. So we can lean into, oh, I got lost in thought and like focus on the thinking. Or we can lean into, oh, I'm awake. I have choice. I have clarity. And my invitation is to lean into that one. Just like, oh, cool. Because essentially we're training the mind in a positive way to like, yes, be aware, be aware. If we linger on the, you know, it's, it's it's like when you ride a bike, you notice how the bike follows where you look? <laughs> well, I kind of feel like the same thing happens in the mind. So, I'm not kind of, I do. So if I'm focusing on, ah, ah, I got stuck on the thinking, I'm more and more orienting toward getting stuck on the thinking, and which is kind of a negative space versus if i'm orienting toward oh okay i remembered there's like this supportive momentum that i'm developing
2: and i find that the structure of just the simple counting is really simple and nice
0: yeah great 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 okay um do any you you all have pretty pretty good posture but does anyone want some instructions or support around posture? Jasmine? Great. So, Richard, why don't you give a little... Um...
3: Your posture is
0: bad.
3: <laughs> okay. <Okay. Just> so <laughs> I'm not sure. I feel like I slept. Like what? I like I slept after a while. Maybe. Yes, well, you yeah. will. Yeah, right. so, yeah, so I'll just give a very simple uh,
0: overview. Do you want to use the mic, Richard? I
3: can. If I can, can you hand it over Craig? Thank you, buddy. Okay, so <clears throat> so the overview of practice and sitting in a in a posture is you want to have a sense of relaxation and alertness. So it's a combination of those two things, and one way of kind of experimenting with it a little bit in terms of like the slouching because that's a all of this will happen. You know, as much mindfulness as we can bring to posture. The body's going to do what it does. You know, and these are old embedded habits. So be kind to yourself about it. Recognize, oh, this is really hard. (laughs) You know. It's It's also
0: um, smooth muscle is um, what we need to help stay upright. And that takes a long time to grow, to develop. It takes a lot longer than the other kinds of muscle. So. So just be patient, and just you just keep coming back up.
3: So something I've picked up over the years is, and uh, a friend of ours kind of pointed this out. So if you think in terms of you're sitting and you have a spine, right, which you kind of want to have somewhat vertical. You don't want to have, you know, you want to try to keep it somewhat as if you're being like there's a cord attached to the top of crown, and it's sort of you're suspended by it. Sort of that feeling. And then I, I, these, are, these are the keys that I use. I go uplifted, and I actually kind of look up, and then that puts this part of the upper torso in a nice kind of upward-leaning direction. And then I actually relax there and then just tilt the whole spine slightly forward and drop the chin just a little bit. And that's, "quotes" ideal, but everybody's different, so every posture is going to look different. So some people are going to be more, it's more challenging, and some are going to be much more at ease. So maybe that's helpful, and it works in a chair, too. So if you're in a chair, and you feel a little, like you could get those little black cushions that are out there, and maybe put that, put it you know, right in that sort of lumbar area, because the other area that's kind of nice to create is a little small arch in the lumbar. And that sort of does, this sort of gets created when you do the uplifting, and then the whole spine sort of tilts, and then you just drop your chin, just a teeny bit. Not, you know, not like this, but just more like a little bit. And then what Tanya's doing, like, she likes to recommend sort of kind of Tense up, you know, try to raise your shoulders up into your ears and then drop it
0: well actually you know. I like to go up and then my elbows together behind my back yeah so it's like and this. then push mm-hmm. it down there and then you sort of also for me it 's really helpful to rest my hands on cushion, so some people are uh, just the way our shoulders are like I have a lot of tightness in my shoulders from swimming, so it really helps me to have my pillow up a little elevated to, so my arms don't pull it down as much so notice how your shoulders are doing and um, and if you're end up like this you might need the support of bringing the cushion to your hands
3: so I'll demonstrate what she's describing which is very helpful like these big cotton ones are kind of useful for that I, I typically do that too so it's here you get in your posture, and then you let your hands. If your hands are allowed to rest up high like that, tends to keep the shoulders back. You're not doing this trying to, you know, put your hands on your knees or whatever. It's more, it's more relaxed, and this is what you remember: the ala- relaxed and and alert. So too <laughs> relaxed, you're going to nod off. <laughs>
0: That's
3: okay too. It's part of learning to practice. Uh-huh.
0: And, you know, it's also good to give yourself permission to change posture if you need to during your meditation. So, um, and you can do that mindfully. So you don't have to go, oh, I have to move, so forget mindfulness. But actually you can stay very centered and aware of moving as you're moving and just stay really connected to the experience of moving and you're staying right in your meditation. Yeah, it can yeah. be included.
3: So, yeah, so, so what Tanya, sometimes, I think sometimes you can sit still like this and you will feel some unpleasant sensations. We describe it here. It's also known colloquial as pain. So, that that discomfort can really become quite magnetic for your awareness and your attention. So your knees might be bothering your back, your neck—all these different things, which are great things for you to practice with. Which Tanya will go into more detail. And like she's saying, just go. Oh, okay, I've sat with this long enough. I'm going to move now, and let myself relax and change postures. So. That's all. Thank Thanks, when I said stillness. I didn't mean be still.
0: Yeah. In the mind. Being with, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, so um, you feel ready for a, a twenty to 15 to 20 minute guided breathing meditation? Great. Um, so, yeah, the very first thing is, well, first of all, when I go to meditate, right, it's nice to bow to my cushion before I sit down, just like, You know, just honoring the support and what we're about to do. And then um, come into your seated posture and take some time with it. It's okay to do a little rocking back and forth, forward and back. That also helps you find sort of that centered space. Lifting the shoulders and rolling them back. Taking, like, a few longer, deeper breaths. Like, just really... You know, we we lean forward with our, our computers and our driving and our phones, and it actually contracts the lungs, and so we don't breathe in as deeply as we want to, as the body is designed to. So opening the shoulders up and then naturally taking, or intentionally, I should say, taking some deeper breaths kind of helps reset things, helps your body get back into where sort of its, home, its natural homeostasis, its natural way of breathing. And then we can, you know, let the body breathe however it wants to breathe. It's at the beginning, right, that we kind of give ourselves a good start. And another thing that's really supportive is making this clear kind of pronouncement or intention. Like, okay, mind, body, Let's heart, let's all come together. And we're going to meditate for 15 minutes. And during this meditation, we want to stay with the breath as much as we can and come back to the breath when we lose it. And to be gentle and kind to ourselves as we're growing this capacity. So setting the intention Kind of telling the mind, asking it for its help, letting the body know, opening to the heart quality of, of kindness. And just just notice how that feels right there as you do this for yourself, in your own words. Notice if you feel some sort of alignment or settling. And we do have the option of eyes closed or eyes open during meditation. In Theravada practice, we encourage closed eyes. But if that doesn't work for you for any reason, it's really useful just to do a gentle gaze, kind of like a 60-degree, 40-degree angle down in front of you, just letting the eyes rest. Another time it might be useful is if you find yourself really sleepy or you're kind of triggered in some ways and your mind is dragging you around, you might open your eyes and orient. It can be very helpful. So it's a skillful thing. So feeling the body, sort of noticing the support the way that you are sitting, most of you with that triangular support of the knees and the bottom. It's a very strong support. And if in the chair, you feel your bottom and your back and your feet coming into the body, letting the mind settle. Sort of like a snow globe that's been shaken up with all these words and the busyness of getting here in the day and just putting it down. And the snow naturally falls to the earth, settling. And when you feel grounded, when you feel rooted enough, the breath will start to come and be in the center of your awareness. Letting it, kind of, as you expand your breathing, feeling it fill you up, letting it flow in and out, Maybe just noticing whether the breath is deep or shallow, long or short. No need to change it. Just breathing, knowing whatever kind of breathing is happening. And the body knows how to breathe. We don't need to make it breathe. We can just receive it. Witness the body breathing. It can be useful to bring a little curiosity to the experience of breathing. Is the in-breath feel the same or different than the out-breath?
1: You might notice
0: that the temperature of the air at the nostrils is different with the inhale and the exhale. You might be curious that you feel the breath a lot more clearly in the inhale than the exhale, or opposite. Maybe you notice it in your nose, or the back of your throat, or chest, or your abdomen. the mind starts to think which it will might be a way to just sort of let the thoughts kind of be like in the background sort of you don't have to get rid of them or maybe you breathe through the thoughts so can the you know just thoughts be coming and going and doing their little thing and the breath is still right there Right there. And you can always bring it back in the counting if that would be helpful. Or you could try a simple noting of in with the inhale and out with the exhale. And you can experiment with doing so in different sort of tones in your mind, noticing the impact. So when I have a busy mind... I mean need to be a little bit more firm, a little bit more pronounced with my mind. In, out. In, out. At other times, that might be way too much. And it might just be this soft. In, out. And sounds happen. It's not a problem. Breathing with hearing. Itches happen, not a problem. Breathing with itching. One of the ways I like to practice breathing meditation is to sort of breathe into the whole body. To imagine the breath and the way it comes in and fills up the whole body. And then breathing out with the whole body. I kind of have this image of a little bit of a balloon, this expanding with the inhale, and this gentle letting go with the exhale. Feeling the air circulating through that blood in my whole body, I can connect with the sense of awe of the breath and all it offers. It is the first sign of life and the last sign of life with us throughout our life, a constant companion. So they say that it's really helpful for learning to have what you've been told repeated. <laughs> so I'll just sort of go back through some of the things that we've covered and, um, and then I'll invite any reflections or questions. So to, when our mind is really busy, it can be helpful to start our meditations by counting our breaths, right? by being more active And helping the mind start, it's like getting connected. Helping the mind, oh yeah, this is what I need to pay attention to. Oh yeah, this is what I need to pay attention to. When we come to sit, it's very helpful to be very intentional about it, to have a place that we sit, might bow to our seating, you know, our cushion, or to the Buddha. And then when we sit down, to take a moment to really connect with our bodies. To do a little stretching, a little rocking, sort of really tuning in. And then to invite the mind, heart, and body to all unify together. To to tune in together to the experience of breathing in the present moment. To to me, um, my mind works best when I invite it. If I get too bossy, I have a rebellious mind. (laughs) So finding the right way to invite and direct your mind is going to be part of your learning. Noticing how does your mind respond to the invitation to meditate. Does it want to run away? (laughs) Does it say no way, you know? So what do you need to do to sort of invite it, to say, you know, this, is, this feels important. I want to actually, I want your help. I want your attention, your support here. We can think later. It's not that you can't think, mind. We'll have, we can do that freely at another time. And then, you know, sort of in setting this intention this week to breathe, to be with the breath, to sort of invite yourself to choose this buddy to get a little closer to. And you can reflect on, you know, sort of the poignancy of breathing, kind of to help inspire the heart quality. Remind yourself to be kind with yourself as you're learning and practicing. Remind yourself it's normal for the mind to think. It's not that we don't expect the mind to think. It's not that we expect the body not to get uncomfortable. Right? Just that we're going to all do our best, be as gentle as we can, as we work to be with all of these things. And trying to stay with the breath all the while. And then... There's the counting if we need some help, right? And there's also the in out. And for me, it's, you know, after the first inner in and out a few times, it's, almost, it's like there's not even a word. I just know I'm breathing in, and I know I'm breathing out. And that, that there's something very helpful for me about um, that connection to staying with the breath. And I also said that, you know, the, breath, the thoughts are going to happen. And is, there's two ways to think about being with the thoughts, letting them happen, not trying to get in a power struggle with them. One is sort of like letting them be in the background, right? Sort of like you're going to choose to zoom in with a lens on the breath. And it's not that the thoughts aren't there, they're just not the focus, the other is just sort of to breathe through them. What happens if you kind of let the air go through the thought? And, you know, just... You might see a thought dissolve. Who knows? Soften. I think, I think that's the most of the instructions, the offerings. I think that's a lot. <laughs> um, anything else or any questions... Nate, I really appreciate your being on top of that mic. (laughs) It's very helpful.
1: (laughs) Uh, I have a thought. Um, I think my takeaway today is um, the choice, you know, reminding myself throughout the practice that even when I do think of something, you know, hey, I have a choice to let go of it. I I always have a choice. I'm not out of control and, you know, a mess or whatever judgment's. Yeah.
0: Beautiful, yeah,
2: beautiful I have two questions. One might be somewhat simple or easy, which is there might not be an answer, but are you supposed to keep your mouth closed or open while you're meditating?
0: <laughs> That's a good question, yeah, so um, it is actually helpful. I didn't do this, but it is actually helpful to to when you start to kind of notice. You know, you might even bring your hands to your forehead and just sort of help smooth out the stress that we carry <laughs> in the forehead. And, and then the jaws, right? Just sort of like... And so my, the way the instructions that I follow are to you know, relax the jaw, um, don't have the teeth pressing together, Rest the tongue on the top, the roof of the mouth. And then just, you know, just sort of leaving the jaw a little loose, but the mouth closed. And so breathing through our nose if we can, right? Some people can't breathe through their nose very well.
2: So. Well, that's a perfect segue into my second question. Um, So we talk a lot about distractions, about thoughts coming and going. For me, what I noticed is a sensation physically, like, you just pointed it out for me, I get a lot of tension in my jaw. So it was really distracting trying to meditate because I felt all this sort of pressure and tension, almost like a, like a vibration, like around, I don't know if that's unique to me, um, or maybe other people feel it in different parts of their body, but it's like this constant reminding, not pain, but just sort of sensation that's uncomfortable. Uh So, I mean, are you supposed to focus in on that or are you supposed to, I mean, w- w- we talk about, you know, what to do with the thoughts, but how, how do yeah. you deal with the physical sensations while you're meditating?
0: Beautiful. Yes. And I neglected to say anything about that, but like I said, you do have a body, you still have a body, you know? And, um, so a couple of thoughts come to mind, Jasmine. One is, um, if you notice this is a pattern, I would take a little extra time before you meditate to just do a little jaw massage really sort of just taking your time and notice what helps right my guess is you probably hold a lot of tension in your jaw that's where you hold the stress well not everybody but you know yeah well i don't know if it's most people but it's just just taking some care and 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 maybe even love, like oh, you're holding all my tension. <laughs> it's okay to relax, you know, just this sort of mm okay, and you might want to do a, you might want to do even a little bit of a just a very don't don't do too fast, very gentle and soft, just ah, uh, ah." Uh, You know, opening and just slowly closing a few times. You could look up jaw exercises if you need to, but just like really, you're learning about your body and where you hold your tension. So, like, how do we take care of it? You know. So, um, then that was one one set of things. Another thing was, it actually isn't that different than thinking. So, if it's you know, if it's really pulling your attention. Breathe into it. Bring the breath to the experience in the jaw. Then, and out. And then you could could actually kind of just drop in this invitation. With the exhale, may any extra stress or tension that isn't needed, release. You know, you wouldn't want to keep doing that over and over again, but it's just like this. Okay, it's not this like, relax. It's like. Well, if there's anything extra here that I don't need, let it go. So there's breathing into it with love, you know, with this kind awareness. If we breathe into it irritated, it'll make it more painful. If we breathe into it thinking it shouldn't be like this, it'll make it more painful. But if we can breathe into it with a sense of, oh, okay, I see you, I feel you, I care. You know, just, it'll be painful, but maybe not worse. Yeah, is that helpful? Great, thank you.
1: So when focusing on the breath, I guess there's choices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, could, I find I can focus on the nostrils, the yeah. breath, the air in and out, Yeah. or my abdomen expanding. Yeah. And I feel like I'm also alternating or not really focusing on one or the other. What's your suggestion? Should I pick one or is one better than the other?
0: That's great. So this week, um, in general, you know, explore... What happens? Uh, maybe you alternate you know, maybe you let it be that way one day, the next day you say, "Well, maybe I'll try and focus a little bit more on my nostrils and when we when we bring our awareness to the nostrils and we in a more concentrated way, you want to do it on the outer edge, not inside the nose, and the the abdomen is also a great place to bring your awareness and so um, a lot of times I'll te- teach diaphragmatic breathing so to help because a lot of us breathe real shallow and just in our throat. Not you're not. sounds like you're letting your belly breathe, which is great. Um, but if your belly you want your belly expanding, not your chest. when you, if you're breathing deeply and normally, your breath is getting pulled down deep with your diaphragm. And if you're not sure, you can put your hands over your belly button. And breathe into your hands. So you allow the breath to expand into your, into your hands and push your hands out. And then with the exhale, you can use your hands to press your belly button towards your spine. And you're breathing out more air than you can breathe in. And just, you'll feel this kind of, eventually the diaphragm will start to really activate and it'll pull the breath in. So... Um, just saying that because it's, you're reminding me so i would experiment my and see what where it feels more settling to you the um in general i haven't talked about this but we cultivate a um, an anchor in our practice the anchor is one thing that we're mostly in affinity with that helps us remember to stay present like the breath and so it's like really developing um, a place and a way um, with the breath. Ultimately, you know, it sort of like becomes very second nature. So it can be helpful to kind of figure out which is the right place. And it might move around at times. But um, is that an answer? Great.
1: So um, I was, when you said count your breathing, mm-hmm. so for some reason I counted up to 14 and I caught myself. Yeah. like, so why am I, okay, so I started back. And then so my mind's just like racing so much Yeah. and I'm still breathing, I'm counting. But what really helped was when, when you're suggesting as far as your posture. So I'm just breathing and just trying to practice my posture and then it's just, Somehow I just cleared cleared the thoughts of just, you know, like Great. I just kept repeating, keep your body straight, then lean forward, then tilt your nice. down. And, and then that's instead of doing the breathing exercises, but Great. I don't know if that's... Beautiful. You know, the main thing is just to clear your mind. Is that the, the-, the
0: body is so helpful, and, and so that's beautiful mindfulness practice. And the, the body can be another anchor for a lot of... So sound, body... And breath. Those are the three primary anchors. And we find the one that kind of is the most grounding and supportive for us. So when you were talking, I was thinking about scanning the body. Mm-hmm. That's another, another thing, you know, scanning the body. Yep. If you have Which problem- we'll, we'll probably focus more on the scanning. Oh, during the body part. Yeah. yeah. But then also with this practice, um, is it okay for um, like laying down? Yeah, you know, you can meditate in any posture. Mm-hmm. Sitting, mm-hmm. standing, walking, mm-hmm. laying down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every posture. Yep. Great. Yep. If you do laying down posture, the um, yeah, Richard will demonstrate. <sighs> it's hard not to go to sleep. Yeah. So Richard's <laughs> laying down, and then he's going to raise, keep his elbow resting on the floor, but raise his arm up at his side.
3: If I start to drift off, this will happen.
0: And if he drifts off, his arm will fall. And it kind of wakes you up. Yeah. So what about like shavasana Well, shavasana, Sh- shavasana um, you can have your legs flat, but... Um, Generally speaking, we we want like one or two hands up because it's so easy to fall asleep and when the we're. knees will do
3: the same thing.
0: Yep, you, you can see. also do your ways. knees up.
3: That's why I have the knees up. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, if I'm starting to do this, it'll sort of like, okay, wake up. Yeah. I'm asking, I was just asking because if I was going to lay down the next session, I, I thought you
0: were going to tell me, oh, this particular practice doesn't go there. No, you can lay down, absolutely. You can stand up, you can walk, you can sit. you want me to demonstrate a little walk? Because I not? feel like I'm meditating all the time. I'm in a movie meditation throughout the day, which is really kind of cool. Very cool. That's right. Very cool.
2: Um, no, you Short, no,
0: well, I want to... Um, yeah, I want to give people a chance to talk to each other. Yes, so um, I do invite you to... Let's do like two groups, one of four and one of five, I think three, three, or we could do three groups of three. What do you think you want to be with more people, three, four, or
3: five, three Let's... Line down the middle
0: yeah, yeah, that's for the camera for YouTube, uh, yeah, which we're not we're not on YouTube right now, so um. I I feel like it'd be better to be bigger groups so you get to know more people tonight. So if we could have one group of four and one group of five and just, you know, you can just, yeah, mix yourselves up. One, two, three. Did I count wrong? Five and four. One group of five, one group of four. Richard won't join. So just... Go ahead and um yeah, join, make a little circle. And then the, the the just the first activity I want to invite you to do is just go around and um say um so you know, twenty minutes of uh, mindfulness of breathing a day if possible. And if you can't do twenty, you can break it up into two sections or four sections. But, you know, if you can't do 20, do 15. If you can't do 15, do 10. If you can't do 10, do 5. You know, just sort of really get make a commitment to every day to sitting down and um, in whatever posture. And so now what I want to invite you to do is, is just to share with each other what you might do to help yourself with this invitation. Do you want to accept the invitation to practice every day for 20 minutes? If so, what might support your being able to do so? Um, and just give yourself some time to talk about what might inspire it, what you might do to help yourself engage with this. Um, yeah, makes sense? Okay, great. Um, so uh, I wonder if you want to share... Anything that you heard that maybe would be beneficial for people in Audio Land um, to hear about what might be supportive for you or supportive for them to do to help themselves with this invitation? So, if they choose to accept it, to practice mindfulness of breathing for every day for the next week, 20 minutes a day. Does anybody have any? kind of maybe you heard something new from somebody in your group that you'd be willing to share or maybe you have a trust true trust and true way that helps you so uh, can you use the mic Dennis please thank you push and hold the button push and hold till it turns green
1: got it yeah. thank you so meditation is like not in my Schedule at all, uh-huh. so I guess I'm going to go ahead and try to uh, do the five minute breathing practices until I do have uh, a set schedule time. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure if you can meditate in the car. That's not a good idea, right? Well, so, actually,
0: okay. um, <laughs> not when you're driving. Okay,
1: okay, or in the shower, or. Yeah, Can you meditate it, in the shower for 5 minutes or something. I don't you, know.
0: Yes. And we do it, it's a little bit like you know how you go to the gym to build the muscle. Right. And then you have the muscle to help you when you move around your life. Okay. So it's a little like sitting on the cushion or you know is a little bit of that more formal time of building that muscle. So if possible, you if you know if you're that busy one thing might be when you get home from driving, you stop, turn off the car, and you sit in the car for five minutes before you get out and go inside.
1: Perfect. Thank you.
0: Um, and look for, like, if you're you you know if you're going to this, you know, if there's chan- a chance to do that a few more times throughout the day, just, you know, when you're transitioning from one thing to the next, to just stop and sit and practice, just trying to be with the breath and just just getting used to it. And you're going to notice if you're doing it in the middle of your day, sometimes your breath is going to be heavier and sh- faster because you're stressed or busy, right? So your breath will also reflect what's happening in your mind and your body at the moment. And it'll be interesting to notice.
1: Thank you. I'll do that tonight when I go home.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, So any other takeaways, surprise from the class or something that you want to, I found that it's, if if you connected with something, it's really helpful to say it out loud. That helps store it in the memory. So was there anything that you heard tonight that you want to especially emphasize for yourself and share it with us? Can you give him the mic? Yeah, thank you.
1: I don't know, but I got a deja vu here in this class. While I was sitting here, and I've been here before, and oh, I so I was when I was sitting here, I got a deja vu. So I don't know if that's part of it. I mean, does that encourage meditation?
0: Um. Well, it, maybe what I would the way I might frame that Dennis is that it sounds like something inside of you recognized this experience and um that that's important. Yeah. And just, Yeah. And so I would I would take that as support for your practice.
1: Thank you. I just That's, that's beautiful. You just said say uh say something that You know, just that was a weird experience. That's all. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your engagement, your kind attention. I hope you enjoyed connecting with each other. Yeah, I know it was fast, right? Mm -hmm. And um, may you have a beautiful week. And Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) And see you next week. Thank you. 20 minutes a day.